At Design Centre Chelsea Harbour, it's never been easier to discover what's happening in the world of design. Head to SW10 and you can browse 600 of the world's most prestigious brands in 120 showrooms, all under one roof. And it's not just for the professionals. If you need help and advice, there's a concierge desk and even a personal shopping service. Do you think you have to be a particularly nosy person to be Well, there's nobody design? nosier than me. <laughs> I mean, I have been known as the house hooker. I'll do anything to get into somebody's house if I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, I'm pretty yes. nosy too. Yes. It's bliss, yeah. isn't it? You have to be nosy because if you're not nosy, you're not going to notice anything. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses and hotels you see in glossy magazines like ours. Some of the names will be familiar and others may be less so, but I'm sure you'll recognize the hotels and restaurants they've designed. And if you're in the middle of your own building project or restyle, maybe you'll pick up some tips for yourself. If you listen on the Entel app, there's more information and images on the projects and places mentioned. My house guest today is Jane Churchill, an interior designer with over 50 years experience and whose deep knowledge of the classic decorating tradition means that we could hardly be in better hands for advice on creating an elegant home. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. And actually, English elegance and style is in your blood. Tell us a bit about well, that. Well, funny enough, yes, it, it may be English, but in fact it really came more from my American blood because my great-aunt was Nancy Lancaster, the sister of my grandmother, who also had amazing taste and was um, extremely talented um, but had less money to do it on. Um, and Nancy owned the most amazing houses from Ditchley to... Um, Kel Marsh and this wonderful house that my great-great-grandmother was brought up in America called Mirador but she actually never said she was um, American she always they both always said they were Virginian which seemed to um, be what they preferred to think but she then married um, although he was American but they lived over here and Ronnie Tree became an uh, uh, first husband became an MP and so she lived here all during the war at Ditchley and Ditchley was where Winston Churchill used to go at weekends because Chequers was on the bomb route so they went (laughs) there well I think he was also completely right because it couldn't have been more comfortable with better food and I'm sure probably a lot more comfortable than Chequers everywhere else (laughs) so um so she really had a fascinating life she was the sort of first person I think who sort of made um, who turned, made bathrooms really feel like drawing rooms compared to what they were in England with lino floors and one for five bedrooms, etc. Um, but she just had, the thing is, it wasn't like overdone taste. She just had this way of making a house deeply sumptuous, you could say. But it was incredibly, uh, but I mean, she always had five dogs. She was a brilliant gardener. She couldn't boil water, but she had delicious food. And, you know, it, it just, she understood about how to live. And I think she definitely has been revered as a major person in that route today, especially her 
the drawing room that she had in London because she obviously had an American accent, so it was Butter Butter Yeller. And also, she was one of the founders of the decorating oh, exactly. firm Colfax. And yes, Power. she was. She, she invested in it after it had been started, and she and John Fowler um, worked together on quite a lot of things. My other aunt, Nancy Astor, always said they were the unhappiest couple you could ever meet because <laughs> they were always winding each other up. But it did achieve some astonishing work. Maybe that's the secret of a happy marriage, winding each other exactly. up. Exactly. But she was extremely amusing as well. And she was totally... Um, she wasn't like... some. Sometimes you find those decorators who, when they've got sort of, you know, they're terrifically well thought of, they're quite sort of arrogant about it. And they were... Nancy wasn't like that at all it was just a way of life and what she did and she was always sort of in a flower bed till she was well over 90 weeding etc I mean she actually did it herself too and my grandmother um, who didn't have that sort of money but I can remember her designing a house in Portugal on paper and without using an architect, it was after a terrible tragedy she had where her son was drowned. And she then threw her energies into this and she designed this really unbelievable house there. You know, they, it was extraordinary what they were capable of. It's very, very unfair because I can only draw a stick man. <laughs> I mean, I understand about colour. I can tell people what to draw. I love anything to do with architects and space, but I have not inherited her talent for drawing. So what have you inherited then, this elegance? Tell me what elegance means Well, I think we were very you. much brought up to notice. I mean, that was sort of, um, you know, my mother always had very like, good houses too. They, they sort of just, it just sort of morphed into them all, really, in this extraordinary way. But it's so different to what is today, where everything's sort of a statement. This was more home, there were Wellingtons in the hall, there were, you know what I mean? It was just an incredibly comfortable way of life without it being in any way twee or fake or so I get, hmm. I'm guessing you're not a fan of that <laughs> no no I like homes to be homes you say that I like my interiors to speak out what do you mean by that well I think so much now is sort of I mean, I went round these incredibly expensive houses here the other day, all done by sort of different people, and they were all done sort of themselves. But they were all, it was all exactly the same sort of look, sort of grey and low bedside tables and ditzy little lamps that, you know, you couldn't possibly read from. They weren't to live in, you know, whereas I think I preferred them more that they're, you walk in, you think, oh, I could be really, I could live here. But that's not to say that we do it in a very traditional way either, always. We always have sort of modern side to it as well. And also, presumably, um, the way that people want to live now, the mm. challenges of the technology that your clients will want to be putting into these sometimes rather fragile mm. buildings. Mm. I mean, it's that must cause its own... Well, that is key. Well. I mean, even, you know, especially, you know, people, so many people want air conditioning now. And I did a, a big apartment in um, in a block near the Albert Hall. And they said that I couldn't put in air conditioning because there wasn't room on the roof. So I said, well, can I go and see, look at the roof? So I went up on the roof and I found a really old water tank. And I said, well, is this being used? They said, no. I said, well, we'll remove it then. And then I can get my <laughs> air conditioning in. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yes, I can't imagine that many people say no to you, Jane. I, <laughs> I love yes. no because it's a challenge. <laughs> 
So what are you working on at the moment? Well, we're doing a house in Belgravia. We've just finished, actually a very modern house for an American who's come to live here who has a fantastic collection of installation art. And then, you know, we never sort of know. We've just done a big job in Russia, which is 200 kilometres from Chechnya. So when I say that, that I've been there to other Russians, they go, no, that is not Russia. Um, <laughs> but it is, in fact. But, and then the most charming couple who have a big house there. And we even had to send out our Irish builders to redo all the bathrooms, which was quite interesting then with their deeply Belfast accents being understood out there. But they, they, they rather enjoyed it, actually. So, you know, I never know where I'm going to go next, really. Do you ever say no to a client? I've only said no once to one client when she paid a deposit for us to, to for a fee to go down there. She said, I really want your views on what you think I could do. So, And I'm never rude about other people's things, you know. But when I went, but whatever I said, she argued with, you know, like she had, um, the bedside tables were so tiny by the bed. I said, you know, I'm just not 100% certain those look quite right there. Do you think we could put this on? Well, I inherited them from my grandmother. So I said, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. But And so this went on and on. She didn't want to move anything. So I simply sent her the check back and said, I don't think I'll ever be able to make you happy. Good for you. And that was the end of that. But that's the only one. That, but, I'm, I, but I mean, I don't expect people to like everything I say. You know, if they have ideas, then obviously I go along with it. And then if I think it's a really bad idea, I don't tell them it's really bad. But I'll then say the day later, do you know, I think I found something you might prefer. And um, the thing is, you have to be a psychiatrist in this job. It's not just, what people don't understand when they're going to decorating. It's not just about going to Chelsea Harbour and finding wonderful fabrics, dealing with it. Dealing with clients is quite fascinating. Mm. I can imagine. Mm. So where do you start with the design process? With well, the thing is, it's very to difficult to say because every job's different. I mean, you know, some jobs you're just purely redoing paint and, uh, you know, re- repainting the rooms. But then other jobs, of course, you're completely um, changing the layout and say you're working with architects. I love that. Obviously, people always want more storage than any house can ever give them. And so you have to work around that. And I love working with architects, and it's just so important to work with one that you totally trust, who understands about scale, because I can see what the scale is, but then I'm too thick to put it on the on on the plan. <laughs> you know, I have to have it drawn. So you have to really trust somebody they can do that, because I think scale's really important, and that's really... I think the difference between somebody who's good and somebody who's bad, and in lots of magazines you see pictures of things, you think, oh, God, I wish that was bigger, or, you know, it's... And, of course, people always are on the side of too small rather rather than on going the other way. And I don't blame them. It's not easy. No, it's not. I it's think... absolutely not easy. And sometimes it's a forced economy not to use a designer because then you change it and, you know, and honestly, I think we're cheap at the price, really. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Mm. <laughs> So 
So tell me a little bit about bedroom. I'm looking at one of your beautiful images now. It looks like a bedroom setting with fabric covered walls. That's right. And geometric prints and pretty scalloped edge lampshades. I mean, it is utterly charming, but it's also quite contemporary. Well, I like to have, I mean, the fabric is obviously not a particularly contemporary fabric, but it's the most wonderful grey blue colour in a bedroom, which is so restful and it's wonderful at night. And then, but it's very hard to then put pictures that don't shout out, you know, on that. So those were done by Bianca Smith, who's an Australian, who does wonderful modern pictures. And um, she has a website of millions that she's done. And they just work very well against it because it's a very good contrast. The lamps I think I got, because her brother also, uh, Tyson, has sells furniture and lamps and things. He's brilliant very clever, very talented designer, and yet they've got quite traditional lampshades. And that mirror belonged to my aunt, to Nancy Lancaster. Oh, marvellous. So would you, in a bedroom scheme, do you tend to use fabric on the walls? Not always, because sometimes we paint, because I mean, obviously fabric's more expensive, but I think it's quite a warm, nice, all-enveloping feeling. And you said at one point, our lives are too busy not to have a home you can fully relax in. I mean, that seems to be your, your sort of motto. Well, I think really. that's true. I mean, I think that it's so much is available now, and not everything has to be expensive, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's very easy to mix things up. I mean, in the last house I had, in the kitchen I had, the chairs were covered in the fabric from Ikea. David could believe it came from there. You just have to have an eye to look and to search and to always notice things and mix things together. It's really not that difficult. But of course, I say that because I know what I'm doing, whereas others do find it difficult. But it is possible to find things without costing the national debt. And where do you have some favourite hunting grounds or places you go for inspiration? Well, I think whenever you're away anywhere, you find different ideas, love a market, that sort of thing. You can find things. And actually, it's amazing now what you find on Instagram from different firms to do things, to furniture. I bought, you know, furniture on there. I'm obviously seeing it first, etc. And I, you know, new collections of fabrics, different ideas. I mean, it's, I think it's a wonderful thing. It's not just for the brain dead. <laughs> and do you think you have to be a particularly nosy person to be well, a good Well, there's nobody person? nosier than me. I mean, I have been known as the house hooker. I'll do anything to get into somebody's house if I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, I'm pretty yes. nosy too. Yes. It's bliss, yeah. isn't it? You have to be nosy because if you're not nosy, you're not going to notice anything, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I totally agree with mm. you. I totally agree. And do you have any particular projects where you think, oh, I really nailed that? The flat that we did in by the Albert Hall, the Albert Court, that was very successful. It really looked wonderful. We had quite a lot of things commissioned, pictures commissioned as well by this Russian artist because of where they had to go. But it was a very good picture of old, we had an old rug, we had a Ziegler rug, but then the whole room looked really quite modern as well. You know, it was just a brilliant mixture of bringing all looks together. I, w- I wanted to ask you, you hmm. at the end of this piece, you yes. talk about that you think sometimes that that people can put just as much store by their racehorse box as their houses. When I mean, you have done some extraordinary things. Well, when I say the racehorse box, it wasn't the actual bit where the hall... Ra- <laughs> their race box ho- at the their, their boxes are so big now that they do yeah. have a place where they live in as well, yeah. in them. So I didn't do the bit where the horse is munching away <laughs> on a bag. I did the bit where the, where the competitors and the... Um, 
driver sleeps or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine that mm-hmm. um, a fleet of helicopters. Oh, that was fun. We do, We designed the inside of helicopters for China for a company in China. Mm. But is there much mm. space to play with in a No, not really. But, you know, you can make it chic the way you pipe the seats and that sort of thing. Mm. Did they have a monogram? <laughs> well, hopefully the people who bought them did, yes. Oh, I mm. see. They were yes, I did. It was a firm that was selling them, so yeah. it, was an, it was a promotion. Nancy Lancaster, her very famous yellow room yes, in... The butter, butter yellow room. The yellow room, room at yes. 39 Brook Street. Mm. Would you still do a room in, with a very vibrant colour? Oh, yes, I think more vibrant colours are coming back now, much more. It's like wallpaper didn't work for years, but now people are using wallpaper. And, you know, I think the greyish-beige, I mean, so many people did that, but it's not really, I mean, the sort of designers who did it didn't really have what I call talent, you know what I mean? They couldn't sort of, I mean, you look at something like that Kit Kemp does, it's just absolutely brilliant, you know, she's so clever. I think, an original and different. Whereas, you know, when it's this sort of beige, greyish look, what's mm. the difference between one or another? Yeah. And can we go back to talking about bathrooms? Because I mm. think that's quite... I um, love doing bathrooms. Quite mm. a key thing. Yes. So what's your starting point with a, with bathrooms? Well, I mean, first of all, you've got to get it... Obviously, you're, you're always also slightly tied down by plumbing you can't just put the loo where you want it etc so you have to work around what you've got and then you know also making storage in there and just making it there's so many different ways to do bathrooms now there's so many different wonderful tiles and stones and marbles and things that we've done bathrooms we've put, done endless bathrooms and they all look really really different do you put color in your bathroom? sometimes do you, yes. do you have a Use coloured sweets, the coloured... No, hate them. <laughs> Last, I wouldn't avocado sweet. No, thank you. No. But it all, well, I grew up with an avocado sweet. We had yeah, one in Would you put it in now? Well, I don't know. I'm, no, you now wouldn't. that you've told me, you know me perfectly no, well, you wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely goppy. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you also say that everyone wants to create a little bit of English charm where they can. So what do you mean by English charm? Well, I think there's a certain sort of comfort. You know, you go if you look online at, say, houses that are for sale in France or Italy, you'll always see that the bathrooms and, and the sort of, are never as comfortable as the ones here. And I always find that rather fascinating. That I just think that we have a much better idea of comfort, rather like in America too than probably a lot of other places. So what have you learnt from American style of design? America being so big, there's so many different pockets of of design in different places because you get very cold in some areas and very hot. And some of those houses too, you know, in, in parts of America, are so huge. There are sofas and we couldn't even get down the street, you know. So it is a very different look to really what you get here. And I also think that some of their um, home... Uh, shops from, from Crate and Barrel to Restoration Hardware to are very, very clever. Mm. And it's you amazing. don't get as many as, of that here. And I don't quite know why, but you don't. Yeah. I think people mm. try to do it, but it's never... that. That's just almost become iconic now. The... Yes, I mean, over there, they're just brilliant. You go into those shops, you want everything. Yeah. yeah. And they're not, well, they're not that expensive comparatively either. 
So they have nailed that. And I wanted to ask you about personalising a space Mm -hmm. because I feel that your houses, they do, you use a lot of family photos and I mean it's very much their houses. There's, there's, you wouldn't necessarily know that it was a Jane Churchill Mm. interior other than the fact that it's Yeah, but I think that's rather nice. I mean they employed me to make them comfortable, not for me to be blaring out there. You know, um, I think that's very important that they get their feel, their look. And but, what they like. But presumably sometimes it's, you know, you're doing a person's second or third home where, mm-hmm. you know, it's quite difficult. Well, I think it's nice to have, um, especially, you know, to do the homes in different places that sort of have a, you know, resemble the area too. You know, not to be, I mean, it's got to be very practical as well. And of course, when they have a lot of homes get rented too, when they have houses abroad and things like that. So you would always bring in elements of the of the yes place of that where you're you in. are yes, because obviously different colours look better in different countries. You know, everything's to do with light. If you look at if you buy a pot of paint, it's not going to look in your house how it looked in the shop, and that's again probably not always what people realise. So you need to sort of buy a small pot, paint a board up and look at it in the room it's in because it all depends on the way houses face, which way they face and the light that comes in. It's very, very different. Yeah. So you get a lot of very disappointed people unless they've hired a designer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I love the way you sort of say this as if it's complete and utter common sense and yet sort of here, Daniela and I sitting here nodding because yes. it's <laughs> absolute sort of genius top tips that of course I would never sort of particularly think about. Just think when we talked about scale. So, if, if for example, if you're thinking about floral fabric, I know you don't stick to any rules, hmm. but you know, if if you were looking at a floral fabric, when would you consider using a particularly bold floral design as opposed to a teeny well in a room that's design? got the scale to take it, whether it's on a sofa or on curtains or whatever. But you have to remember that that's quite tying. So you've got to make sure that you really like it for that. Sometimes almost better stick to paying the things and use it for cushions or small chairs and things like that so you're not tied down. Yeah. Well, Jane, it's absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. I think I I have learned a wealth of information just from (laughs) chatting to you for a short time. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.